Have you, um, have you got any goals? Hmm? Goals. What would you like to be when you grow up? A doctor, a lawyer, a stand-up comic. I don't know. The only thing I'm good at is spelling. Go over there. Go over there and read the quotation that's on the wall. Read it aloud, please. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Does that mean anything to you? I don't know. It's written in plain English. What does it mean? That I'm not supposed to be afraid. Afraid of what? Afraid of me? This National Spelling Bee is a tough nut. I've seen it chew up kids and spit them out. So if you want to get there, you can't be a shrinking violet. You've got to stand up and show them what you can do. Agreed? Agreed. Aquila in the B. Yeah, Aquila in the B. Aquila. Hey. Dope hey. ass scene. That was amazing. An amazing scene. Mm, it touched me. <laughs> it really did. That was the show. Okay. <laughs> when? I'm trying to remember when. When did that come out? How? It's That's an old movie. An old, it? old film. Um, I'm going to look it up. Way back. Way, way back. Early 2000s, perhaps? We go way back. Wasn't it? Early 2000s? You're right. Mm-hmm. 2006. Mm-hmm. But it was a blessing. And fine-ass Lawrence Fishburne. Ooh, <laughs> love me some Mars. Did you see Cornbread <laughs> Earl and Me? That man is fine. Did I see what? Cornbread Earl and Me. Is that a... What is that? It's a film from back in the 80s. Actually, I don't know why I'm calling Come on, uh, 80s. James, uh, not James Earl Jones. Oh my gosh, Lawrence Fishburne. And it's James Earl Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling Lawrence Fishburne fine in that movie because he was quite young, but he's a fine ass man. Oh, so Lawrence is in that movie. He is. Okay, he I got is. you. Yeah. <laughs> he's just always been fine to me. He's one of my early crushes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it was a beautiful scene. Boys in the Hood. Oh, he was in that? Are we on the same page? (laughs) 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 Like, (laughs) who was the boys in the hood? Yeah, he was in that. He played Cuba's father. Oh, okay, okay. Cuba Gooding Jr. was in that. Boys in the hood, come on, that came out in 91. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, man. I need to watch it. Ooh, Nikki gonna get you when she hear this. I can see the tweet now. Listen, <laughs> I will always have my black card. Why? Because I am black. Okay? I don't need to watch a film to be black. But I yeah, will watch it. That was a classic with Nia Long and um, Ice Cube. Oh, damn. Morris Chestnut with his fine ass. Mm. Yeah, man. Okay. What a great way to open the show. Yes. And speaking of the show, this show was brought to you by... Um, Merlot. No, Pinot Noir. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Titus Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> but this is brought to you by Pinot Noir, so forgive us as we stumble along, okay? That little skit bit with the Pinot Noir on that show, it, uh, was, so good. it was. I had to have watched it at least a hundred times. I love it. Pinot Noir, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> <laughs> Pinot Noir, caviar. <laughs> I just love how he showed up in those white people's house with the toolkit <laughs> on his belt. Like, he's always prepared. He's everything. He's everything. Didn't you love his relationship with Mike, though? With Mike? Yeah. Which one was that? That's Michael, not the... The, like, Italian construction worker? I don't remember. No, Michael? Oh, you're going to have to watch Kimmy Schmidt together, child. The but Italian anyway. construction worker. <laughs> you still... You, you know what it's been... I'm over here like... Nah, I... We'll have to watch it together. You'll, you'll, you'll get me caught up. Absolutely, I will, because I love that show. <laughs> but speaking of shows, welcome, y'all, welcome. to the Hunger Podcast, another <laughs> episode where... You might be in a tough nut or get chewed up and spit out right. or spat out. Okay. Is it spat? All of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or you may not realize that you are brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous. Powerful beyond measure. Powerful beyond, and a manifest of God's glory. But we will (laughs) never hang up on you, because we see it in you. Okay? We see it! (laughs) Y'all see what type of episode this is going to be. Yes, as always, guys, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IAMPRYAN. What's up, y'all? It's Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cole. Find us both chickens on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at HungUpPod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Or hashtag HungUpPod on any of those platforms. Yes. And we're going to pop up. Yes. It's going to be us. us. And my Tumblr nudes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they will pop up. Nice. So when you find them and you see them, guys, send your comments yes. and, and your love to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. And then when you are inspired by them, <laughs> come on over to our SoundCloud, our Apple podcast, all yes. of it, and give us yes. some good ratings. And give us a comment and be like, damn, that is an ass. Okay? Well, how'd you say last time? That's an ass. That's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> P. Ryan. Yes. It is wonderful to be back. Yes. I'm glad to be in the service one in more time. In the service one more time. Okay. And, and he didn't have to let me live. In the house with you. Didn't have to let me live. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad. Hey. Glad to be in the service one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I don't know why, as you were singing that, just the picture and the visual of Kim Burrell coming down in those knee boots yes. on that stage. You know, I believe it was Donald it was a Lawrence comfort. who said, giants do fall. <laughs> or do die. The bigger they are, the, the harder, harder they, they fall. fall. Okay, <laughs> And that's a big giant. Okay, Let God arise. Giants die. Okay, <laughs> When you praise, they gotta come down. And I've been praising him hardcore these days. Okay? Wow. <laughs> You, you, you got any more his testimony? No, that's... Are the doors of the church open? They're all... To let the door is closed! So okay. we still in there, y'all. We still at church. So what yeah. else you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> you got a word for us. You got a scripture. Later on, it's coming. All right. Soon to come. It's on the way. <laughs> 
So, how are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. You look so cute. So... Listen, y'all, P. Ryan popped in here when I was just trying to get myself oh together. Oh, my goodness, Eric was fully naked, y'all. I was just like, oh, my gosh, is this this kind of party today? What are we doing? I'm in the shower, and all I hear is Tristan, like, barking, going crazy. I'm Shout like, out to Tristan. All right, well, I guess P. Ryan has arrived. Yes, yes. And you came out in your auntie robe and your auntie hat, and I was just like, okay, Eric, okay, let's you get ready. Can't let this get wet. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't even a bonnet. It was like a full hat. You know what that was? No. It was a do-rag, my nigga. Oh. And all I did was put it on the you top put it in of a my hair. I put I pulled my hair into a ponytail, and then I put the do-rag on it. Oh, my goodness, Eric. It allows me to be able to wash the sides of yeah. my hair and then, like, you know, grease and moisturize my hair when I get out of the shower. This is a total side note, and yeah. no Regina George, but you look so cute with your hair pushed back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you just pushed it back, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I never have. Yes. Well, I'm finally at the length where I actually have a ponytail that I can pull it back. Pull it back. Pull it back. Yeah, (laughs) once a week. Just bless the saints. Yeah. Yeah. It was really that good? It was really good. Push it back again. All right. Here I go, guys. Listen up. Listen up, y'all. Tell Eric his hair looks good. Push back. (laughs) Your hair looks good. Push back. Even, because I feel like I have a longer face. Oh, and let, like, one of the dreads fall out. Oh, Eric. I'm a little wet. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Stay tuned. Check in. Stay tuned. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, this is what's going to have people confused. That's why nobody's coming in my DMs. We can't joke. We can't make jokes like this. All right. So, my, my bad. Was, I will not interrupt your check-in again. It's fine. I interrupted my own check-in with foolery. Okay? And clownery. And I'm just here to egg you on and support you. Because I'm here for what God is doing in your life. So I'm a gatherer. Give him praise. I'm a gatherer. Okay, you Sarah got you some gatherers, and yeah, I'm one. Okay, well, let's go out in the fields. All right. To gather the Together. people. Uh, yes. <laughs> one way or another. Gather the man's child. Okay. Gather the cues. I need one in my life. Just kind of like gather them up, put them all in a bag, shake it up, and then like, which one you want? Okay. Or just kind of all of them. Some a people may train. see a lot of just cues in the room, but you might see a choo-choo train. Okay. I see Amtrak. I see Suburban Station. Yeah, 30th Street. Okay. <laughs> anyway. My week was cute. The express train or <laughs> the regular train is running on a regular schedule? I see the R2. It'll take you from Philly to <laughs> Delaware and back. Okay. A long journey. Okay. And you can't just use any old transit pass to get on the R2. You have to use the official pass. You, <laughs> you need that special. Do you have your ticket? Get on board. Little yeah. children, get on board. Because they're going to ask you. See, you get on and you sit in there for like 15 minutes mm-hmm. smooth. And you think, oh, I'm good. Like, but like, you're not good. They'll drop you off in chest. All right? Or on, you need on the, the railroad track somewhere oh, out. Do, in do the- you have your pass? <laughs> do you have your pass? Hallelujah. I feel it in my spirit, Eric. I really do. I really do. Let me get right, back to answering your question. <laughs> My week was wonderful, okay? Um, it was really just a typical week, but there were some really good conversations that I had that I'm grateful <clears> for. <throat> and it taught, and I feel like two themes kind of arose out of this week. Not going to harp on them too much. But the first one is we all go through, excuse me, various situations in life. They may be good, they may be bad, but they really shape how you function at a certain moment. People may not understand that situation, 
people may feel like you need to be functioning in another way, but really, mm. fuck people's opinions. The, your situation is not for them to understand. And all you can do is do your personal best. And that's one thing I learned, and that's what I'm moving in. Um, the second thing is, I always reference 2017 whenever we're having these conversations. It seems that I've been lately, right? Um, but one thing that kind of rolled over from 2017, and it kind of came out of a conversation I had this week, is that openness is something that we all need, right? Straight I up. think when we are open to have meaningful conversations with people, conversations that should have been had maybe from the top of 2017, it really kind of opens your eyes to what you've been experiencing, what you want to experience in the future, and it really just allows you to advocate for yourself and better your situations. And I just like, I don't know, I'm grateful for just everything I experienced in this week. I know that all of this is probably super vague and a little, you know, Pinot Noir-induced, but I'm happy for the openness, and I'm excited to see where life takes me. Shout out to the boundaries episode. Okay. Set open boundaries. boundaries. <clears throat> set them. Yeah. If they're open, if they're, you know, but I think just having those, setting those boundaries, and it's never too late. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really isn't. It's never too late. And I think when you set those boundaries, you'd be surprised at how people react. Like, I was so afraid that some of the boundaries I set would have like a negative reception but to see how people have positively reacted to them and like it's really caused our relationship to grow in like various different like positive forms keep using positive like it's i don't know i just feel really good yeah i I think a lot of people appreciate direct communication and open and honesty even if they're not but when someone else does it it's just kind of like oh yeah you know what i mean it's probably inspiring for them and that's why the response is usually good, good yeah. you know, because then, they're like, damn, like, I appreciate, you know, this. And it really allows us to work out whatever it is that needs to be worked yeah. out. So shout out to openness. Shout out to understanding your situation and doing your best. Eric, how was your week? <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, you know, I had some challenges this week just personally with um, just stuff. Yeah. Just stuff going on. Adulting. So, in kind of a way of going into a new year with a new attitude, leaving old shit in 2017, not bringing anything into 2018, you know, that's not necessary. I cut my beard off. Well, mostly. Because <laughs> yeah. I, told, I told Patrick I cut it off before he, kept, he got here, and he was just like, bitch. I was like, bitch, bring, your beard is right here. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was going to be clean shaven. Yes. <laughs> and I've seen pictures of you clean shaven, so I was like, okay, this is a true, like moment okay (laughs) it really is i kept my goatee okay but um yeah i just it felt good it was just something about it i remember Mm -hmm. grabbing the clippers going into the bathroom looking in the mirror plugging the clippers in and just cutting and it just felt like I don't know. It did. It felt like it was a release. Like I just felt like it, that was good for me in that moment. I'm not saying everybody should cut their beards off to feel relieved, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying the week that I had was just crazy, and that's where it led me. Yeah. It was like Eric, just get rid of something. And I feel like maybe it led you there because you carry something in your beard. Like I feel it like could. we carry things in different parts of our body. Yes. We carry different energies, right? So to cut that off, it probably created the space for you to step into something new totally and that's and, and yes absolutely yeah um 
Besides that, I am just about finished. <laughs> I have a few pages left, but um, for a while now, I've been trying to finish A Return to Love uh, with Mar- uh, by Marianne Williamson, and I'm just about finished with it. And this week, I've been reading, 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 and I was just really inspired, and I just wanted to bring some things to my check-in. Um, right now, I'm in the very last chapter, and it's it's uh, it's it, it, I believe it's titled the true the meaning of true hap excuse me the meaning of true healing and happiness mm. <clears throat> and I just wanted to share three things that really resonated with me and mm. struck me. Um, she said there are people experiencing critical illnesses who are at peace, and people in perfect physical health who are emotionally tortured. And what I got from that was, you know, true healing starts within, whether that's cutting your beard off, whether that's, you know, us doing something different, um, starting a new chapter, being sober, whatever it is, like, true healing starts with us. Um, Also, like, what I got from that was being happy means accepting God into our lives and being at peace. Um... Because you could be just the idea of being physically ill, but still at peace, still happy. That kind of just struck me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something else that she uh, brought up was um, in talking about, like, physical health. She said that a lot of people that she had met over her lifetime referred to their illness as, like, a wake-up call. And Marianne thought that this was due to the fact that um, you know, when we drop our super, our superficial baggage, like being arrogant, being judgmental, you know, not accepting love and not being present in the moment and, and you know, self-caring, you know, that's when, when we drop those things, she was saying that that's when our true lives begin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dropping that baggage is symbolic of true inner healing. And true healing means we're tapping into the, the core, the essence of who we are, and that is God, and that is love. And for those who don't believe in, like, a higher being or God or whatever, like, you know, love is something that we all believe in, right? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, tap into it. Yeah. And the last thing, um, she talked about death a little bit, um, but she, she was saying that, you know, illness is a wake-up call, but death is also a wake-up call for a lot of us, and it really yeah. is um, an alarm, and it tells you how much we love someone when they die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just wondering, like, you know, we have really extreme emotional reactions to death. I know that I did when my brothers died, and I'm just wondering, you know, why don't we have that same reaction to embracing love in the present moment? Mm. Um, is it that the arrogant part of us, you know, that thinks that we'll always have time? Because, you know, I buried my baby brother. He was 18. I was definitely sure that we had more time. And, you know, what this book was telling me is that that's the arrogant part. You know what I mean? That we have to let go. That's the ego. You know what I mean? So, and I'll end with this. um, The last quote that I read, she said, A healthy life is merely the presence of love, and death is merely its absence. Hmm. And she went, she went more into death and, you know, you know, life after death and, you know, what that means. But, you know, she basically quoted the Bible, you know, there is no death. 
there is no death. And, you know, love is really all that matters. Yeah. And so, again, this was just a great read for me. Um, and maybe it was meant for me to pick this up because I, I, I pick it up and then I put it down. I pick it up and then I put it down. This week I had some challenges, um, some trials. <laughs> so something just told me to pick it back up. Right. And I think, you know, it was good. I would really love to talk about this, like, in, a, in an episode. Yeah. And really unpack some of the things that you brought up. Cool. Mm-hmm. I've been actually wanting to have a Return to Love episode because the book is... I've, I have I highlight at least half of every page in the book. Like, yeah. and she believe- just drops so much knowledge, yeah. so much wisdom, and it's... It is based on the Bible, you know? Her whole... The context is based around the Word, so we'll have to you know, make room for, like you said, you know, maybe some people who, you know, maybe may not believe in a guy per se yeah. or how we think of him. Um, but I'm so, I'm so down for that because returning to love is just really accepting the fact that we can be happy, that we're worth being happy. And it's just, it's, it's such a great book. And I don't know if you guys know, but Oprah has, read, everybody has, a lot of people have read this book. And I remember seeing an interview and Oprah said that it changed her life. Yeah. I remember... <clears throat> The way I got put onto it, and I mentioned this in the show a couple ep- or like way back when we were like in our early episodes, you made me read this during my process. I'm not sure if I can share that, but <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I gotta read it because I'm obsessed with Eric. And I, I like asked it. Him I want him to, to read write it. me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that was hazing or anything, but right. I didn't make him do it. I just, I just asked. Okay. <laughs> persuaded and. But. Yeah, you put me on to it. <laughs> and yeah, it, it really impacted my life too. And it made me be more intentional about moving in love and acting and working and interacting in love. So, yeah. 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 And knowing when that ego is in play. Child, it is in a lot. It really is. Like it. the ego is constantly in play, y'all. And we got to check it because the ego is working against our self happiness. Yeah. It really is. It is. We here Ready to move on? We, yeah. Okay. Sorry, not to cut you off. You got more to say? No. You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll have more to talk about when we actually do. Soon and very soon. A Return to Love episode. Yes. Yes. So, moving on, guys, before we head into the topic, we have a praise report. <laughs> <laughs> Our praise report is that we've been holding on to this for a super long time. Um, we've been sitting on this piece of information. We've wanted to give it to you since like fall fall <laughs> but we're gonna give it to you now yeah in about two weeks eric and i the hung up pod will be going to chicago Chicago. <laughs> yes you guys we are super excited and so grateful to the association of black sexologists clinicians and therapists because eric and i will be facilitating and participating in a panel discussion on toxic masculinity in the black community so, Dope. Yeah. Dope. Special shout out to. Let's go down the list. Columbia College, because that's what that's who will be hosting yes. the conference. Yes, yes, yes. And Dr. Cesare Warren. Um, he's an educator extraordinaire. Yup, yup, yup. And Delisha yes. of the Black Sex Positive Group. Afrosexology. My homegirls, Delisha and Rafaela. Delisha is coming to be on our panel. I cannot I'm, wait to meet them. I am so excited. And they're, you know, special shout out to um, 
another homegirl of mine, Shadeen. She will be at the Black Sexuality Conference, and we are going to have the time of our lives in Chicago. I can't wait. We're going to freeze our asses off, we, celebrate but you know Chesley's what? birthday. It's going to be time. such a great time. It's going to be great. Great talk, great people, yeah. great vibes. I'm here for it. So if you are in the Chicago area, please get your tickets and join the conversation on February 2nd at Columbia College in Chicago. We will be doing our panel discussion on Friday, February 2nd, 4 to 5 p.m. It's an hour, so it's going to be short, sweet, and to the point. (laughs) Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Ready to jump in? Well, I figured before we jump in, and you can let me know if you want to wait, but I figured we could do some, um, I I thought it would be appropriate to do some feedback, some listener feedback on our last episode. Let's let's do it. So, and thank you to everyone who um, sent us feedback. We posted on our Instagram story, um, you know, based on our last episode. Was it the last episode or the before last? I'm feeling like before last. Which one? Where we talked about, no, boundaries. That was our last episode, right? Before last. Before last, mm-hmm. that's, I, thought, I thought that's where we were. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, we wanted to know what people thought about it. So we posted on our storyline, hey, let us know what boundaries you all are creating in 2018, not only for yourself, but for other people who yes. are around us. So I just wanted to read a few. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> one response we got was do not wake the kitty cat if you're not going to lick her before sticking her. Okay, that is ministry. That is Bible. And that's why I wanted to open it with that. Okay, don't wake me up (laughs) if you're not going to pleasure me before pleasuring yourself. Hallelujah. (laughs) Let's talk about equality today. (laughs) You feeling that? I felt it, okay? Because so many times, not just for women, but for us, you know, Pleasers too, givers. Yeah. I don't want to say like femmes or submissives because that doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, yeah. that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. But for those of us who like to receive the insertion yes. and give more so the oral pleasure, I feel like sometimes there's so much neglect. Come on, behalf, come on, receive right? insertion. You want to <laughs> get head and you want to put things in, but you don't want to make sure that do the I'm work. receiving pleasure. Do too. the work. In 2018, not on my watch. Hey, come on, Iyanla. Not today, not in 2018. Do the work. Listen. Do the work, whether you're out at work, whether you're out in these fields, whether you're in the bedroom. If anybody identifies the way I identify, in 2018, we will not be falling into (laughs) one-sided sexual relationships, okay? Exactly. You're going to make sure you eat all of this, And in the age of Harvey Weinstein, you might want to participate. Okay. Get involved, (laughs) in the words of my coworker, Sean. (laughs) My old auntie, Sean. She's not old, but she's my auntie. Come on, auntie, Sean. Get involved, right? I need you to be involved over here. (laughs) All right. I got to believe I'm old. That was great. (laughs) Because she's going to cut me out. She listened. Shout out to you, Sean. Thanks for listening, girl. Love you. What's up, Sean? (laughs) All right. Another comment we got on what boundaries are you setting in 2018 was... Not letting people think that they have the authority to comment on my life. Mm. Mind your business. It's in Proverbs. Solomon talks about it a lot. Mind your business. You don't need to comment on somebody's life. Comment on yours. Okay. Okay. That's real. Especially in the age of social media. Yeah. 
Like, people will, will troll your timeline. They will follow you, but claim they can't stand you. Mm-hmm. They'll then, be listening. It's just like... They'll be listening, but you may not ever know. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. They might be biting, but... Oh. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. But in 2018, too, when are we going to realize we're all, we all live our lives very much differently, right? So why don't you mind your business? It'll keep you at peace. It will. Mm-hmm. I think it will. It, it, yes. I think it will definitely keep you, keep you at peace. I, I feel like... I flex with that. Mm-hmm. I flex with that. I guess I'm just the type of person where... Really give a fuck about people commenting on your life or what they're what they're com. I guess it's what they what they're what they're are. actually yeah like what the context of their comments are. Child, you're a special breed because that's not everybody. Everybody ain't able. Well, you know, I did hesitate a little bit when I said that mm-hmm. because I really do. Because sometimes you do. Because sometimes Knowing you do. You. We talked about this on the personality episode. You know, taking things personally. Um, and you said you're muy sensitivo. <laughs> you ready to get into this topic or you got more comments? Because <laughs> I'm getting tired. Wait. I thought I had one more, but I guess I didn't. Oh, yeah, there is one more. You will not take me there. Okay. Was a response. <laughs> and it was in all caps, y'all. Yes. <laughs> you will not take me there. That's a mantra. Okay. Not letting people control your emotions. Yeah. Put it you to control. a Mavis Staples beat. Won't take me there. Help me, help me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> won't take me there. No. You won't take me there. Okay. Cute. You ready to jump in? Hi. Badu. You ready, Aaron? I am ready. Or are we going to have to postpone this episode for next week? <laughs> <laughs> you ready to dive in? I'm ready to dive in. Are you ready to dive in? I'm a dive in it. Come on, Trey See, Songz. All you sing about is sex and pussy. Wow. Okay. So last week... Eric, we talked about our personalities and how they can impact our professional relationships, right? And our overall journeys. Do you remember what your personality had, like, said about your work description? I do. Tell me. It was, you know, it talked about that we're honest, but we're creative at work. So we're able to wear many different hats. We're able to do all types of different jobs. And... I remember it saying that we're typically warm in our interactions with people at work. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What about you? For mine, it was just like it's hard to have a, or hard to be in kind of a subordinate space um, or a subordinate position and thrive, right? Because you want to be this leader. You want to be this creative. You want to be kind of like the head of your field. Um, But you and I, kind of like in our private time, we talked about kind of the ups and downs of the current positions we're in professionally, right? And we acknowledge the fact that they could be fun. 
we also talked about how like there are some downsides to the positions we're in, right? So interacting <laughs> with white walkers, having <laughs> office politics, um, the pay, right? And not being able to do the things we may want to do. White walkers All that being shit. the number one. Okay. Ugh. Winter is here. Already said it. <sighs> but Loki, I've been thinking about our conversations and I feel like the experiences that we have at work and sometimes even like our professional lives kind of speak to a theme of fulfillment, right? So when we're working in like a field that actually meets our needs and meets our passions and fulfills our spirits, it doesn't matter if we're having a low time or a high time because we enjoy what we're doing. But when we're in a position that really doesn't fill us and doesn't make us feel whole, it's like you're sitting in this position like, what the fuck am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we never really expose what you do for work, so we're not going to. But nope. do you find that where you're in right now, is it fulfilling you? And if not, are you doing anything about that? I really like what I do. It's the things around it that I have an issue with. Mm. You know, it's the corporate bureaucracy. Come on, bureaucracy. Come on. Bureaucracy. I can't say. (laughs) Yes, but we know what you mean. We see each other. Okay, we all see you. (laughs) Say with me. Real quick, real quick. Bureaucracy. Yes, yes. I'll probably led you down the wrong path. I don't even know if we said it right. <laughs> no, I think it's fine. <laughs> um, it's the, it's the, really the things that you just mentioned, not being acknowledged for your hard work. It's being overlooked and, you know, positions given to people who, you yeah. know, are probably a different color than you and don't have as many credentials or skills. You can overlook it's, me. Just pay me more. Just pay me. Acknowledge mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? Don't look at me sideways when I need to take a personal day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. it's like, they love it. Listen, when you take off, people love asking why, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Bitch, because I'm tired. The fuck? <laughs> but you know, they, 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 it's that slave mentality. Okay. I hate slavery. <laughs> Shout out to Insecure. And shout out to XD and Jade. Yes. We see y'all. Y'all see us? I love yes. this XD and Jade. I see both of them. I see both I love of them. them. I kind of want to have a show with them. Maybe they'll... I don't know. You never know. Yeah. You never know what could happen. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. We really appreciate you. I'm kind of standing and I'm trying to keep it together. Let's get back <laughs> on topic. <laughs> but we shouldn't get our hopes up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Just in case they're... Bring like, it back. Right. <laughs> just in case they're like, um, no. <laughs> But we're cool, okay. guys. It's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. Say what you were saying. I'm sorry. So, um, what am I doing about it? I'm being intentional about nurturing the things in my life that do make me happy. Because my job does not make me. It does not break me. If I were to, you know, go on to glory today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. they would keep it pushing and would not miss a beat so I do not I'm not I'm not my job isn't it's it's what I need to sustain myself and to live and pay my bills if we lived in a different world in a different time would I work nine to five Monday through Friday no if if, if my life did not call for me to do that absolutely not that doesn't mean that I won't enjoy helping people because that's what I do at work it doesn't mean that I won't enjoy you know counseling people and advising people advising people and mentoring them and and you know what I'm saying like I, I think that we could still nurture the things that we 
that make us happy, that mm-hmm. we feel are our calling without having to go somewhere and clock in and be there. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like that's something that we got to do. We got to pay our bills. We got to have money su- to sustain ourselves. Sometimes we can't. We, we work in it and we still can't sustain. Or we, you know what I'm saying? We live in paycheck to paycheck. Okay. And we still got to go in <laughs> the next morning and, and produce. Punch that in. And okay. give 100% knowing that we're not getting 100%. Mm-hmm. Y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's slavery. It's slavery. So have I found job fulfillment yet? Absolutely not. I have not ever worked one job that I felt like, oh my God, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life until I die. This is what I want to do. I wake up every day breathing and thinking about it and wanting to do it. Nah. Nah, I'm really hoping that one day, you know, I could really, I would be fulfilled as being a creative um, as someone yes. who's, yes. you know, working with people and, and moving and, and being an entrepreneur and speaking and engaging people. And, you know, that that's where I feel like my fulfillment would be. And so, again, I'm just trying to nurture those parts of my life with the few hours that we have left in the week because I still have to go to work. Okay. So. Say so. What about you? And you said that, like, we have to, you know, pay these fucking bills, right? And so, you know me, I'm in school, so I, and I haven't reached that terminal degree, so I haven't found my job fulfillment at all, right? I'm in a place where they know it, I know it, but because I flash a smile and do what I need to do, they keep me, right? But it's not really fulfilling who I am as a person. Similar to you, I also have this creative, creative side to me that I would love to kind of explore more to answer my question of what I'm doing about it. Bruh, I'm trying to just work to create change, right? And so that kind of brings me to the fact that, like, the work that I was doing in 2017 to create that change seems to be coming or producing fruit. So there have been some opportunities that have, like, spiked up in my life, right, that feel like they may create change in my various situations and the situations that I've been praying for change in. But now that these opportunities have come up, I felt that, like, I've had some insecurities, right? I've had some thoughts where I'm just like, this situation will never work in my favor. Or like, I won't have time to meet this opportunity. Or Ego. Yeah, or like... Here we go. Maybe those, you know, managing me might feel like I'm overqualified for like, the opportunity that I'm seeking. Or maybe I feel like I'm underqualified for the opportunity that I'm seeking. Like, all these little factors keep piling up on me as to why the things that have now been laid at my feet will never work and I should kind of walk away from them. And mm-hmm. I really have been tempted to walk away from these opportunities, right? It's a But fear. you're human. Yeah, it's a process yeah. too. That's not linear. You know what I mean? <laughs> we could have a great month. <laughs> Four straight weeks of, you know, self-motivation, uplifting yourself, being positive, encouraging others. But when that... <clears throat> and then... When that positivity comes back and like has manifested into something tangible it's just like oh no I may not deserve this mm-hmm. and there are reasons why this isn't working out and has that ever happened to you like yeah. have you ever had something pop up and like be like maybe you should go after this maybe you should even just take one step and say yeah. I'm interested in this yeah. but like you've convinced yourself that it's never going to work so why even bother I think a lot of us as a people we have been conditioned to suffer mm-hmm. we have been conditioned to put up with suffering deal with suffering expect suffering you know what I mean and I think it's really um it takes a lot of work Mm -hmm. 
to get out of that. And that's why I said, you know, that process is not linear. You know what I mean? Like, you can have a few great weeks and then something can happen or you could be triggered by a past memory. And you have a few days where you don't feel that great. Or you feel a little fucked up. You know what I mean? So, um, did I answer your question? In a way, but then like what was it again? Just to bounce off what you were saying, though, some feeling that fucked up thing may cause you to walk away from opportunities that could completely change your life, right? And so, not thinking that we are worthy, worthy. of yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah. happy, yeah, that yeah. we we you know we we're not worthy of having it all when we we can. God said we can, mm-hmm. but it's so it's such a normal process though, and. The reason why I say it's so normal is because everybody goes through it. I think of yeah. even like our queen. I was about Oprah, to say right? everybody. Yeah, she has a podcast. If you you know, for those listening, check it out. It's called Making Oprah, and it really dissects her journey in her industry. That's so cool. So that's separate from um, the Super Soul. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's based on the show, right? Mm-hmm. It's based on the show and basically how she rose to fame, right? And I love that it highlighted this vulnerable moment that she had when she was just starting out somebody gave her her opportunity and said listen I can, I think you're going to be great come to this radio station and work in this position and that was literally the position that like catapulted her into her career and her response wasn't thank you I'll see you on Monday her response was wait are you sure and the guy who was hiring her was like, what do you mean? And she was, she listed the reasons why this mm, could never work. Right. She was just like, I'm fat. I'm black. I'm a woman. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I have all of these things, just even on a social level, that are hindering me from being what your target audience needs. Why are you choosing me? And she literally presented that to him. And in that, when I like listened to that situation, I realized we can be our own worst enemies, Right. We yeah. can really sabotage the fuck out of our, ourselves. Yeah. What if that man had said, what if that man didn't say, yo, are you crazy? Get your ass on board. What if he had said, you know what? You're right. You are nothing what I, uh, that fits my criteria or what we I need. We may not have seen her we acceptance speech. We may not speech. have an Oprah. Yeah. We may not have an acceptance speech at the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Right. Right. right? right. We may not have somebody, mm-hmm. we may not have, you get a car, you get a car, right. you get a car, you get a We may not have any of that. If that man co-signed her insecurities and said, nah, you know? Yeah. And so when we look at that, it's kind of just like, yes, these insecurities arise, but we got to be careful to who we express them to. That's true, too. Because we don't know what path we're putting ourselves down. Yeah. People are vicious, man. Yeah. Not even that they're vicious, but we could influence them to be like, you know, you're right. You're not worthy for what I'm offering you. Mm -hmm. Or you shouldn't be pursuing this dream that I'm giving you the chance to pursue, right? Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just going along with what you said. Like, you can't let everybody know what your insecurities are mm-hmm. because people will listen with the intention of using that shit against you. Mm-hmm. Whether that's, oh, I'm going to be friend this person now because I know what their weakness is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's totally a norm. It's a norm that we all experience, but we can't really let us. We can't let it, let us both change our path of greatness, right? We talked in the skit, in the Achille and the the Bee skit, we talked about, you know, 
we ask ourselves, why can't I be brilliant? Why can't yeah. I be talented? Why can't I be the successful being that I see yeah. for ourselves, right? That fear And is... the real question is, well, how dare you not be right. this being, right? Right. But when we project and manifest those insecurities, it really changes our course of life. So Accepting the truth. Yeah. Let's bring a little Bible into it. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5 says, lean not to your own understanding. And in all their ways. Okay, we know it. <laughs> you know what's crazy is that this is my mom's favorite scripture. Um, she's probably said it a million times over her life. Yeah. And if you call her house right now, this is what's on her answer machine. It's because we're dating. <laughs> so I'm here to impress your mother. Because <laughs> I didn't bring it up to you. Clearly you were. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We're not dating, guys. <laughs> All those cues out there, I'm still free. Anyway. <laughs> but it says, lean not to your own understanding. And when I, have in this past week, and I was kind of internalizing that, it was more so just like a part of my understanding is entertaining these insecurities, entertaining these reasons why I shouldn't pursue certain opportunities, certain blessings that I know are blessings, right? And kind of living in this realm of like, this is why this will never happen. Nike says, just do it. You got to ignore those insecurities and just jump into what you need to do. And I a kind of question that I want to bring up in this space to kind of encourage people is like, what would happen if we chose to pursue every opportunity instead of like really being crippled by like the potential of things not working out or the potential of us fucking shit up or like the potential of us like not reaching the, the goal that we thought we were going to reach. What if we just did? What if we just lived, you know? There'd be a whole lot more Beyonce's in the world. Say it. Seriously. Say it. I think think if we really did what you just said. Mm -hmm. Because the the quote from the movie, Mm -hmm. you know, our biggest fear is is realizing that we are really powerful beyond measure. Yeah. That we could literally, like the idea that we could literally do anything that we want. It's crazy. It's so scary and crazy for us that... Unfortunately, some of us will die never having understand to ex- understand because or we were that. stuck in that fear of the mm-hmm. fact that we really could, yeah. right? And we like we would learn so much more than we do already, right? Our lives would be richer. We would have so many, much more experiences, like, and even in the moments that we failed, it would teach us something and help us to grow, and we would have greater takeaways. And like, I think most importantly, like. Speaking of alignment in 2018, shout out to Hey Frank Hey from the Friend Zone. What's up? We would ha- we would be so much more quickly. Like we would be so much faster aligned yeah. with the things that we should be doing in our lives. Look, if y'all. we just allowed ourselves <laughs> to just be. And the Pino got do. us both struggling, but you're right. Oh yeah, Pino. Okay, <laughs> but but I, I'm getting the thoughts together. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> we would really in a faster timeline. I think. And I truly believe, get to the things that we were meant to get to if we would just allow ourselves to do everything that it was in our heart to do and in our capacity to do, right? Because we have to consider whether or not we have the capacity to do what we want to do. But in our hearts and our capacity, like, if we allowed ourselves, we would be unstoppable. I agree. Yeah. And that, going back to my, my girl's book, um, that is a shift in perception, and that is called a miracle. Yes, Mary. When you can change how you think, you can change how you see, and that literally changes your world because your thoughts become your reality. And I believe in that. Absolutely. I, I so believe that our thoughts literally manifest.
manifest reality. Yeah. So, um, wow. Yeah. So a final thought I just wanted to throw out there is that like, at the top of each year, it's 2018, we're still in January, we make these goals of like professional growth and like making new strides in our life and like growth in all aspects of our being. And, but like, to be kind to ourselves, right? Mm. It's okay to have these doubtful thoughts. It's okay to entertain a little bit like the fact that things may not happen. But in doing that, also recognize that we are magical ass beings, especially I'm talking to us black folks today, okay? Yeah. Yeah. We're magical. Yeah. We have we really done things are. in our history that people could never dream never. of doing. And that was you, hundreds of years ago, y'all. Imagine what we can do now. To the White Walkers, okay? Remember that. Whenever you feel discouraged, we're equipped literally for every position and every opportunity, despite the circumstance, even the ones that we're not qualified for, right? If we take the example of the White Walkers, they apply for things they ain't qualified for all the time and get them mm -hmm. and somehow thrive in them. Mm -hmm. So imagine us with just an innate capacity and ability to like be great. Apply for every job that you ain't qualified for is this because you want to rock that shit and create a new niche for yourself. Okay. That's that's so real. Okay. And I think that's the big, like, not joke about life, but you know how you, you, you hear sometimes people say, God's just looking down on us laughing, having himself a good old time. Um, I think it's because when we get to the end of this journey, um, we realize that we made our lives so difficult. Much harder. Than it needs to be. Than it yeah. really needed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that so Speak much this. was laying right there at our feet. We had so much right there. Yes. But it's our own thoughts. It's our own ego. It's our own fear. Yes. That literally cuts you off. Yeah. From. <laughs> I can't. Speak it. No, come through. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The shit will be right there, and we just can't see it because we've we've cut ourselves off. Mm -hmm. you, you've cut. You don't mm -hmm. have the sight, and if you can't, you know what I mean. And that's and I think sight is something that we need, especially. I'll I'll, I'll use us as an example as creatives, um, especially with this podcast. To be more specific, you know, we have to be. Um, we have to be mindful of our energy, not only how we interact with each other, but the energy that we're putting out on these microphones. Yes. Um, because oh, I kind of like lost. <laughs> no, you got it. No, you didn't lose it. You have it. Be mindful of the energy yeah. that we not only share with each other, but that we share to the, the, through the, through the microphones. Yeah. Why is that? Right? Because it will be an influence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To someone. So if we spit negativity and doubt, yeah. right, and no encouragement and empowerment, I'm here to pick it up for you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. It becomes a mess. This if is we a spit clownery, the clown. <laughs> Excuse me. We'll come back to that. Yeah. You know, I'm full. Are you full? I'm full. This was such Hallelujah. a great conversation. And my, my takeaway from this is um, be intentional about my thoughts. Yes. Um... And also to know that I'm worthy. Hallelujah. Yes. That, that I can have it. Yeah. This is real churchy. <laughs> you can have it. It's yours. It's already done. 
It's already done. I'm sorry, I gotta go back to Return of Love one more time. Okay. Marianne said, things happen in our lives, and we're praying for God for an answer, but he gives it to us the moment that the incident happens. It's right there. He don't got to figure nothing out. He knew the incident was going to happen before it happened. Eric, we, praying, we praying on an answer. And God said, child, <laughs> don't you understand that I created this? Like, I, I, you like, better, listen, this was a wonderful conversation. It was. Thank you, P. Ryan. Before we jump into the hung pop, yeah. I have to pee. Let's take a Let's break. Let's take a break. <laughs> Hello, chickens. And we are back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh, Eric, Eric, you better come through with these. You are lovely. I was just following your lead. Hallelujah. Um, you know. Listen, we are back. We have refilled our glasses. It's about that time. The oh, no, not music half. yet. I was feeling music, but we're going to do pop. We can. We can <laughs> switch it up. Okay. Well, it is. It's a little bit of both. We're going to start it off with a little bit of oh, both. Oh, I just want to let the saints know that yeah. the second half of this show is brought to you by a little vodka mixed with some peach punch Minute Maid. He done switched okay. it up. I feel up. like Contessa with this vodka. Okay. Contessa. Remember Contessa? Contessa. <laughs> you got bottom shelf liquor? No, you don't got no Patron? Contessa. She said, I didn't want to be bougie. And she had that Aaliyah outfit on. Mm. Shout out to Contessa. Listen. Heavenly got something wrong with her. Something is wrong. Heavenly's married with to a Q, so in my Heavenly. book, she is a okay. Yeah. Okay, mm. <laughs> Doctor Damon. Keep the talking about that woman's mama. Keep right on talking about that woman's <laughs> mama. Hmm? I said, keep on talking about that woman. Yo, mama. she knows what she's doing. She says she changed. She knows exactly. Yo, mama, this point, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's intentional at this point. How you gonna say sorry for something and you keep doing it? Something's wrong but with her. Did have evil. A point. Mariah want to talk about people who ain't changed, but Heavenly's mama did beat somebody on the head with a purse. And Mariah ain't changed. How's okay. she talking? How you going through? How you going to say that? Nobody's changed. Okay? A change, a change. Except for it was nice to see Simone kind of go easy on the conversation with her husband. Yeah, I'm glad that Simone and Cecil are reconciling. Yeah. Because I love They them. fucking. I love Because they were both just smiling and don't giggling. Want, and don't you want a partner where you got a house, he got a house, and y'all just come through the house together at times? I mean, I feel like... That's the old yeah, situation. I was going to say, like, I feel like that's some, that's some old head shit. <laughs> like, you got to be I love it. a little older, a little more mature to have it kind of set up. But maybe you don't. You could be young. And you could be Depending me. on your... <laughs> okay. You could be me. That's fine. You ready to do this? Yes. Do you want to do the music first? No, we can. Okay. Well, it, it, it sort of kind of is. I, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into this because everybody is talking about it, but we've all heard Offset. Um, he responded to some lyrics that he kind of got. Um, Wait, this is the hung pop. In the fire about. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I do not mess with the queers. Like, the queers don't mess with you either, sis, so it is what it is. Well, the line went, let me see if I could do it, how he do it. I cannot vibe with the queers. I got the heart of a beer. Busting them down by the pier. Protect Philippe is rear. So he don't mess with the queers, but he trying to protect Philippe's rear? Okay. With his, his, well, I can't say clothes. That's a watch line. (laughs) But (laughs) those watches are a million dollars. He got it. I don't. Okay. And you know what my first thought was why? 
Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, it is a why. Because you know, like. Dollars. Oh, I thought you were talking about the line. Well, we're going to get back to that. Oh, okay. The watch. Okay. Why? But then I cute. checked it out, but they, the they do a lot. They The craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Like, those watches are, I, again, I, don't, I still don't think it's worth a million dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But. Auntie um, Logic. <laughs> this is the Auntie Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um,. I cannot vibe with the queers. So I got the heart of a bear. On the Instagram post that he posted, he was just like, I wasn't talking about the gays. I'm around a whole bunch of gay niggas. I don't feel no type of way about them. He paid homage to the clothes that him and his niggas be wearing. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I was just trying to rhyme. <laughs> and I was just like... He did, and he was just like... I was. He said, I was thinking of words that could rhyme with the others. Here. Here. Lear. Lear. Solitaire. <laughs> Beer. Solitaire. Oh, you said, know, this is such a nigga answer that really I believe is. him. Because you could see him standing there like, what? Like, what? I, what a, dude? I love niggas. I like, love gay niggas. Like, damn. <laughs> These niggas so sensitive, man. <laughs> the fuck? I ain't never said nothing about them. Y'all, Offset was really just trying to rhyme out here in these streets. He <laughs> like, was I just can't trying believe. to rhyme. How, how you feel about his apology? Because, and, the, and really the reason why I want to bring this up is because it's been, it's happened constantly. Mm-hmm. Where a rapper says something mm-hmm. and they either re- apologize or they don't at all. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just reading his response. Like, what did you think about his apology? Did you think it was genuine? You think it was some bullshit? Like, I think it was genuine because I think he truly does not have the intellect to connect the fact that saying I don't fuck with the queers could be taken as like a LGBT diss, right? He said that it was more like a paparazzi, like stalkerish type thing. But I'm just like, my nigga, you couldn't connect the dots. Right. Right? And I, I really feel like maybe he can, right? So. But it's like you, no one in your camp, no one in the recording studio. No, no one, child, no. No one who listened to that track before it was released said, you know what? Maybe this is wrong. If you say queer, <laughs> this could, you know what I'm saying? I'm or sure maybe that conversation happened who... and they were just like, well, we don't give a fuck. This is our art. Yeah. We're creatives. I'm sure there are people in the camp who totally connected the dots, but then we're probably like, nah, because all press is good press. So That's this is going to keep in somebody's limelight. Speaking of which, Tanache uh, released a single and a video with Offset today. Okay. She posted the video today on her Instagram, yeah. and I was just trolling through the comments, and some people, not not a lot, but a couple of people were just kind of like, so you're going to release a video on a track with this homophobic ass nigga? But I don't, I personally don't get homophobe from... Yeah. But you know what? Wait, didn't they also? We we did a hung pop on this a couple of weeks ago where they didn't want to perform with some. Oh, because they were gay. Oh my goodness! Bring up the receipt so, so we can make we informed are decisions again. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Maybe you are homophobic, my nigga. Huh. Because again, like I just can't see everybody in the in the recording studio, everybody on the record label. The executives have to listen to every track before. Yeah. It goes out, and a lot of these motherfuckers that sit on these executive boards are white, and <laughs> they're not always black. But you know what? Aaron? So it's just like everybody listened to this, and nobody said, "Let's pull that queer word," or "Let's let's just yeah. substitute it with something else." Y'all let this shit fly. Here's my thing: I understand fighting the good fight, but did I not talk to this music? You were when we were um, okay. playing the video, and I, and and just to that point, I'm really I'm not mad. I'm not mad, but I'm not I'm surprised. Like, listen. 
Because we talked about this before with I'm rappers. All, yeah, I'm all about addressing the issues and making change and all of that shit. Like, yes, was that a shitty line? It totally was. Do I think Offset is dumb? I totally do. Do I think, like, this should not have been released? Absolutely. Am I going to have a heart attack over it? No, because there is such a bigger fight to fight. Yeah. We can address it and move on. In the words of Nene, what else is going on? What okay. else is going on? They they in the the video of the song they back in the snow because we know they love the snow, but they don't got no clothes on. I'm concerned about that. Ooh, <laughs> they literally had these, these geisha girls butt butt ass naked laying in the snow smoking hookahs or smoking whatever those pipes or whatever. Um, Offset, they don't got no clothes. They don't have those furs on. They chilling okay. like it's springtime, but. It's all good. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to twerk through this shit. I'm probably going to go to the gym tonight and do squats to Kelly Price, so I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm over it. Anyway. Moving right along. Yes. Kanye West, shout out to him and Kim Kardashian. They just had their um, newborn by their surrogate. It was a daughter. Who was the surrogate? Oh, we don't know. They didn't release Some people speculated. Oh. That it was her sister. Really? But wouldn't we have known that? We probably would. And then her <laughs> sister is also has is carrying the seat of Travis Scott. So oh, well, we don't know about that. <laughs> but shout out to them. Just wanted to put out that congrats. Um, Eric, when you were younger, have you ever heard the phrase birds of a feather flock together? For sure. Well, this is a manifestation because Birdman is dating Tony Braxton and he was just ordered to turn over his keys to a $12 million house in uh, Miami, <sighs> wow. right? Miami Mansion, because he what defaulted on the loan. Tony Braxton, bankruptcy queen, and also living legend. Put some respect on her name, okay? Yeah. But birds of a feather truly flock together. They are equally yoked, and I just wanted to shout them out. Moving right along. <laughs> equally yoked. yoked. Listen, they're viable. I, I can't. Okay, Evelyn taught Tony. And I got right. love for Tony, but I, why? Listen, let let the record what? show. I am a Tony stan. <laughs> but when it comes to money management and being abreast of your funds, we know what the deal is. Is we saw the Lifetime movie, okay? And you made a choice to get into a relationship with somebody whose finances were fucked up. Listen, love should have brought Tony and Birdman to the financial advisor. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been with them. Should have been right by their side. Totally. How do we know this stuff? How do we know they had to give their keys over and shit? Uh, well, did listen, somebody like what? What the fuck? I don't make the news. I only reported from Love. Oh, the blast! She, it was via the blast. Like I guess that's some type of media outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, where they say he had to turn up, but you know what? Maybe it's, it's a good look at the end of the day because twelve million dollars. I don't know whose rap career. Um, and the Birdman household is paying for that. Lil Wayne's. <laughs> well, clearly it's <laughs> okay. not. Clearly, Lil Wayne. And is a little bit of Nicki Minaj's and tricks. And clearly, they're not there if he had to turn those keys over. Okay. Because if they had been there, maybe he they would have given him a loan or something. Maybe so they found a way to stop the checks. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he wanted to let the house go. Who knows? Let's move on real quick. Housewives of Atlanta. We're now getting on to the drama. Remember how like Nene and Cam and Brigelle, and there was just all this Twitter beef, right? And Instagram beef. With uh, Candy with, and... No, with Nene and Kim and Brielle. And oh, yeah, 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 with the roaches. In her house, yeah, right. Yeah. So we're finally getting to the episodes where it's un- unpacking all of that shit. Um, Nene doesn't fuck with Kim. Did you see on Twitter, <laughs> though, that 
Well, on the episode, this past episode of Housewives of Atlanta, Kim had said that Candy and Todd wanted to have a threesome with her. Kim said that, yep. Yeah. Wanted to lick her And then Candy was just like, you lying ass bitch. I don't want to have no threesome with you. This is my house, ho. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I fucks with Candy. And then Kim was just like, well, I built the house. Now let's correct some things, okay? Because the house they're talking about is the franchise of Housewives of Atlanta. Kim, you ain't built shit. Because I was never here for you, okay? Kim was a supporting character to Nene, the god, okay? You didn't build no house. Candy came through in season two and said, I'm going to stop talking to you before I start blowing up on your ass. <laughs> Ever since then, she really has been a staple in the housewives community. Yeah, she is. Candy is everything. So is Nene. That's all I have to say. Kim, we already know. They don't want to They may be swingers, Candy and Todd, but I'm sure they didn't want to swing with you. And that Kim is, is just, she's... Trifling. I'm trying to figure out why are you there? Because you always got your nose turned up when right. you get around the ladies and you got your own show where you could be white and privileged and have all the kids that you want. Why are you back She's on She's trying Housewives to come for Kenya and Kenya's living her best life. Like, girl, just go sit down. Nobody wants you on the show. Yes. The door is closed. The door is closed. It would be for me too because I just think she has like a trashy personality. Yeah, I'm over her. Let's get into the hung music. (laughs) Yes. So uh, this week, me and you talked a little bit earlier in the week and just going back to my check-in. Shit was a little crazy. Mm -hmm. But this song really, I listened to it all throughout this week. It was um, a song that I had heard a million times before. But it's something about, you know, sometimes you will hear a song, but it will sound different. Yes. At a different part of your life. Mm-hmm. It'll, it could even mean something different. You know what I mean? So, uh, for Hung Music, I just wanted to feature our girl, Sabrina Claudio. Yes. Um, on her... <sighs> Confidently Lost album. Yes. I don't know why I was feeling like she had some recent work. She did. That came out after this. She did. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought so. So on her album, um, Confidently Lost, there's a song um, called Confidently Lost. And it's amazing. It's amazing, guys. So it really is. I, I just want to spit to you the lyrics and then... She released two things in 2017. So she did? Her, I want to call this maybe like an a, a EP, but it was released kind of as an album. Confidently Lost, right? But then she released About Time, which was like a fuller mm. thing with Frozen on it, which mm-hmm. I... I love Sabrina Claudia. Whenever she comes to Philly, please, let's go. Well, she was supposed to be here for the black concert, mm-hmm. but she didn't show up, and neither did Sairi the Kid. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to her. So I just want to share with you guys the lyrics, and then um, I just want to share my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So confidently lost. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Comfortably indulging and trying to get to know me. I'm just an outline of what I used to be, constantly evolving, steadily revolving. I am confidently lost, and I don't need you to find me. You don't define me, I am confidently lost. I don't need you to find me, because I'm not hiding anything. Made up of hope and meditation, love, imagination, Water, my creations. Baby, it's amazing. All the days I'm facing, nothing seems to faze me. 
because I am confidently lost. And I don't need you to find me because I'm not hiding anything. So the reason why this song, like, really touched me was because this week, like I said, I was going through quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And there were some times where I felt lonely. And this song really spoke to the difference of being lonely and being alone. And that was a word for me. So, you know, shout out to Spotify. When you're listening to music, you sometimes have the option to do, like, um, behind the lyrics, where while the song is playing, Spotify is spitting you um, information about the artist, information about the song. So in reading that while listening to the song, um, I saw that Sabrina actually is a Florida native, Mm -hmm. and she relocated to Cali. And the whole idea when she moved to California was to leave her old ways, her old thoughts, her old perceptions all behind. And her goal was to embrace a whole new Sabrina. To her, being confidently lost meant being okay with shedding old skin and embarking on a new journey. People sometimes feel like they need to save you when you're kind of in this like limbo, yeah. right? They kind of perceive you embarking in on this new journey as a downward spiral into like this mm, dark abyss. Mm, mm. <laughs> and she's saying, I don't need you to find me. I don't need you to look for me because I'm not hiding. Eric, I'm okay. You, into my life. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. this song got me together this week. Yes. Okay? Yes. So, listening to this song, like, Sabrina was fully embracing who she was. The past, the present, the future, the good and the bad. And she's pressing forward in faith, faith in herself. Not worried about the outside world. Sabrina says in the song that she's comfortably indulging, trying to get to know me. What may look like a world of chaos to someone on the outside could be a perfect storm for us, for you. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. You sometimes, I I believe you got to sometimes stir things up and shake things up in your life to get a different energy or to get a different response or just to put something different out in the universe. I loved how you, you, you compared my shedding of my beard to me kind of like releasing this energy. Mm -hmm. I thought that was dope. Um, sometimes we want different, you know, and then when we want different, sometimes we got to do things drastically different, you know, like cutting your beard or moving from Florida to California, mm-hmm. coming out of your comfort zone. And just because I'm out of my comfort zone, I don't need you to find me while I'm in this new space. Allow me my time to learn, to water, you know what I mean? to make mistakes, to to adjust, to set my boundaries. <laughs> Going back to the boundary episode, don't rush me yes. to get to any point you wish for me to be at. Yes, Eric. Because I'm confidently lost. I think this is a more sophisticated way to say you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. <laughs> Evolving, change, failures, achievements will not happen on our time, but in my opinion, on God's time. Yeah. And maybe a drink is not what you need. Right. Right? So you may be trying to pull me to drink, but that's not what is good for me. That's not what's good for me. Or works for me. Or works for me. Help me. So don't try to find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I think a lot of times people want to take ownership of other people's lives and in that they want to play God, mm-hmm. whether they are acknowledging that or not. A lot of people want to play God and I just think that's not true. And just to wrap this up, um, some other things that really stood out to me. Like Sabrina, I love being alone. I love my alone time. <laughs> and I'm all for getting to know who it, who Eric is at 30-something. Because yeah. for me, I'm reflecting back on my 20s. And I'm not using it as a blueprint necessarily. Um, but I'm realizing that there's so much more that I could do if I could just break out of these mental barriers that I have set up Absolutely. up until this point in time. And wasn't that the whole conversation? Yeah. Yes. Oh, come on. This full circle. Full circle. It's too much for my spirit. I love it. And a lot of times we set up those barriers because we've been hurt. Yes. Whether it's from our parents, whether it's from yes. a relationship, whether it's from, you know, whatever. Um... Me, Eric, I'm open to many possibilities, and I'm certainly open to what my calling is. We, we talked about that. Absolutely. As I sit in this space, all of that is currently being defined for me. I'm defining it. You know what I mean? The universe is helping me, is, is helping me define it and guiding me to my purpose. She says, made up of love, made up of hope, love, meditation, what are my creations? I think that's a personal rule. And, and I think it's important that we also surround ourselves with people who can help us love, meditate, and water our creations, right? I think it's important that we do it, but we also have to be around people who can help us do that. I am confidently lost because I know that I'm okay, but I also know that I don't know shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wise man knows that he don't know nothing at all. Come through, Erica, brother. And I still have room to grow, and I also have room to fail in this lifetime. So give me my room. Give me my space to let me do that. All right. I'm confidently lost. Yes. So that was, that's hung music for this week. Yes. I, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I felt that in my spirit. You know what? This was a, this was really beautiful. I just I love this whole episode. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm drunk, you know, or what. But I'm I here. I'm drunk, man. Like I'm just here. Listen, let's get into the hung up or hanging up. Let's okay? get into it. Who going first? You go. Okay. So all the time you talk about the different podcasts that you love, right? You yeah. talk about you shout them out here on the show. But I just want to say, like, I am also like really hung up on just various podcasts, especially podcasts created by men who are like us, right? So Mm -hmm. gay black Mm -hmm. men, queer black men, queer black men, if you're into queer theory, Um, (laughs) Q-U-A-R-E, by whatever, the whole spectrum. All right, offset. (laughs) Black men who kind of like identify with identities close to ours, right? And so if you listen to some past episodes, you'll hear me saying, you hear me, Right. And I just want to, like, say that I, in saying that, I'm paying homage to <laughs> homage. Um, this artist, amazing singer named Smith from the DMV area. Good things come out of the DMV. Hey, DMV. Him and this guy called Keith Andre have come together and created something called The Blog Boys. Yeah. And their podcast is called The Blog. Yeah. B-L-A-W-G. And Shout out I to you guys. You, no matter how low my week may get, that is the one thing that kind of boosts my spirit. They are a podcast that keeps me cackling from 
the time the podcast starts to the time the podcast ends. <laughs> there are just so many unique drops in the show. There are just, you know, their back and forth, their banter, their chemistry. Like, I I stand for these guys. That is like, what's I up. fucking love them. You hear what I mean? Like, I, I follow them. You hear recently. me? Like, <laughs> I followed them recently. I gotta actually like tune in. They're on. They're on my list. To, not, to like, not in. only do they seem super talented in you know the way that they live their day to day lives, but their presence on this show. It's just. It's really a podcast to just tip your hat off to, That's right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I just love this podcast too is because there are so many black gay male podcasts. More than I really thought that there were out here in these streets. Right, it's a lot of them. And I've been listening to the various kinds and. It really shows that there is a seat at the table for all of us. There really is. There's a space and a section for yes. all of us to really come together. Yes. I, I know, especially for black gays, like there's kind of this trope that we're nasty and evil. We're nasty bitches. Right? <laughs> we're nephews. We're some nasty bitches. Straight but up out of the <laughs> I think the way that we create different podcasts shows that like we could really come together and create like a support for all of us, right? And we could also just like highlight the fact that we're bringing something different and we, we're, us doing our thing and thriving in our different sphere is not impeding or bringing somebody else down. And so I just like, I wanted to shout out the blog. I hope that with time on our social medias and on our show that we could just shout out more and really just create a community for all of us black queer, gay, whatever you identify as, men, to just yeah. really, like, yeah. build up the community in the way that we're doing. And that's because, I think that's the thing, like, we have, yeah. right? Keith, Andre, we have, and Smith and we're gonna are keep, doing it. We're going to keep doing it. You yeah. and I are doing it. XD and Jade, because she's a gay <laughs> black man, too, <laughs> is doing it. You me. know what I yeah. mean? yeah. Him, the him podcast yeah. with those four guys, they're doing it. Here for it. Um, here for it podcast, they're doing it. So many gay men. side stories. Gay side it. stories. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they are doing. It's a it. lot of us. Bait Nation doing is doing it. There are so many facets, and it shows you how diverse the Black gay male community can really be. So, I'm wondering if. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful idea. I'm just wondering. Um, you know, it would just be interesting to see the people who are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Sure. And you know I'm big on consent. So if you're yeah. in about it and ain't about creating community, that's fine. There really is no shade in that. But at the same time, if you are, would love to just facilitate relationships as time goes by. And I think it's happening like slowly but surely. There are a couple of, you know, podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. Um, not just uh, with uh, gay black uh, hosts, yeah. but Asante, there are a lot Kid of podcasts Fury, that collaborating we with have. People. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was just saying, you know, that we have um, started to interact with more and more on social media, and I think that over time we will definitely um, bridge those relationships, yeah. and it'll it'll ha- I think it'll happen, and the people that we are meant to collaborate with and work with, like it's already it's already written, mm-hmm. so it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to happen, but I'm so glad you said that so people know that we have so much love. And like I said, we have shouted out podcasts, and we're going to continue to do we it. We stand, okay. Because we really do um, love what we do, but we also love to listen, mm-hmm. and um, we know that there's room for a lot of things, not just growth, but just there's room for things that we don't even, we can't even perceive right now. So I think, you know, 
we we have a thirst to be exposed and <laughs> to get to know more people and to travel like we're going to Chicago and just to get out there more and more um and we and we will we'll have more stuff coming up especially going into the summer where we want to you know we're going to do some things a little different to just connect because you know and you guys will see that we are certainly being intentional about connecting there's room for many or more. Get on board, little chill. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Eric? Are you hung up or hanging up on anyone or anything? No. You're not? No. I didn't, I, I didn't have one planned, and I'm not going to try to fake anything. Yeah. I, I think this was a great episode. I just And do. I will say this. I am hung up on... You know, just everyone who is just striving to be better. Yeah. Because being better takes effort and work. And there are some mornings you wake up and you're like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah. Fuck, man, fuck this job. Man, fuck these kids. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, like, just just keep pushing forward. So I'm, I'm, I'm just here for the people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I can't deal. All right, bitches. This is another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan Ross. You can find me on, on Instagram right. and Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. And I'm Eric. And you can find me on the Instagram, on the Twitters. You can find me at E. Dante. That's a D-A-N-T-E. Cole. C-O-L-E. And dare I say, they found him, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at HungUpPod. That's H-U-N-G-P-P-O-D. And on Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. <laughs> yes. And we appreciate all the love, all the feedback, all the comments. Continue to do those things and send them to HungUpPod at gmail.com. Yes. And thank you in advance for those ratings. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. <laughs> hey, hey. Yes. On the SoundCloud Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of it, sweethearts. We need your interaction because that's the only way we're going to grow. Plant the seed so we can grow. <laughs> okay? That's what's up. So, yeah. cheers to a great episode. Cheers to a great episode. Clink, clink. Love you. And uh, we bid you farewell. All right. Until another week, chickens. Yes, chickens. <laughs> Say bye, Eric. Peace. Bye. Trying to get to know